0: Chapter 9 of The Heart of Filura by Florence Morse Kingsley. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 9 The Door Ajar. Millie Orne had known Mrs. Pettibone for as many years as she could well remember. It was Miss Philura, indeed, who had taught the girl many a floral secret when Millie was a faithfully visited member of that conscientious lady's Bible class in her new estate the wife of the minister appeared as if mysteriously translated to another plane of existence milly gazed at her with respectful admiration as she replied with brief sentences to various gentle inquiries oh yes mum thank you grandfather's pretty well only his back he won't let me dig all the garden and the loam's stiff and heavy in the spring grandmother's making some carpet for mrs buckthorn Yes, Mum, I've learned to weave, but Mrs. Puckthorne's so particular, Grandma Dacent let me weave her carpet, I can't make it quite so even yet. Mrs. Pettibone, sitting opposite her young visitor in the cool light of the shaded parlour, marvelled anew at the fresh loveliness of the girl's face. But you're a great help and comfort to the old people, Millie, she said encouragingly. Mr. Pettibone and I were speaking of it only the other day. The girl leaned forward in her chair, her hands gripping each other in her lap. It is that I wanted to ask you about, she murmured. I'm afraid I'm not so very much help. I wondered if you could advise me. Mrs. Pettibone's mind reverted for a swift instant to the tragedy of eighteen years back. She hoped no one had told the child. You'll tell me all about it, won't you? she said, trembling a little under the weight of her responsibilities. And then, if I can't advise you, I'll ask Mr. Pettibone when he comes in. She straightened herself rather proudly. Mr. Pettibone, she repeated, will be sure to know. The girl drew a deep breath. I want to work, she said abruptly. But you do, my dear. All those lovely flowers. And the girl made a disparaging gesture. I want to earn money, she said. I must. Mrs. Pettibone looked distressed. Oh, I do hope, she began, you'll let me consult, Mr. Pettibone. The Deacon's Fund? Oh, I don't mean we're cold or hungry, cried the girl, with a proud upflinging of her pretty head. We're not in need of charity, yet. My dear Milly," protested the minister's wife, very pink and agitated. I didn't. Oh, won't you let me tell you, the girl interrupted. Of course it isn't the same now as when i was a little girl i didn't think very much then nor notice how different i was to other girls mrs pettibone gasped involuntarily oh i hope no one has been so thoughtless she murmured go on please milly gazed at her in some perplexity well other girls had fathers and mothers she explained i had neither And I didn't realise that grandfather and grandmother would grow old and feeble. while I was... Well, before I was... Mrs. Pettibone nodded understandingly. You were always a good girl, Milly," she said. You've been a comfort to them, my dear, indeed. You don't know how much. And everything will come right. If you'll only be patient and trust. Perhaps you think I'm only saying this because I'm the minister's wife you do think so don't you Oh no mum i don't the girl said politely and i've tried i do try but grandfather can't work so hard much longer yesterday when he was planting the garden his hands trembled so the seeds spilled all over the ground he didn't want me to see and i pretended not to and the roof leaks, so the rain comes right down through the kitchen ceiling grandpa's fixed it the best he could but nearly all the shingles are rotten. It'll be a lot worse next winter. Mrs. Pettibone was instant with breathless expressions of sympathy and hope. One shouldn't ever expect misfortune, she reminded herself and Milly, but only the good, which was everywhere, ready to become one's very own, if one would only take it. But not a roof, inquired Milly doubtfully, and new flannels for grandmother and... Everything, affirmed Mrs. Pettibone stoutly. Her blue eyes became rather wistful as she repeated Everything, in a voice so low Millie could scarcely hear it. It must be nice to think so, sighed the girl unbelievingly. She had been playing with her handkerchief, rolling it into a tight ball at which she gazed unseeingly. I wanted to work in the mills last winter, she said at last, but they wouldn't let me. I don't wonder, Mrs. Pettibone said warmly, that would never do. I don't see why I shouldn't work in the mills, persisted Millie. I ought to work to take care of them. What will become of them if I don't? She gazed at the minister's wife from under puckered brows. Mrs. Pettibone, thinking of that other Millicent Orne, was silent, striving to share the girl's perplexities from the vantage ground of her sadder knowledge. Presently, Milly spoke again. I'd like to tell you something else, she said, her lashes lowered upon pink cheeks, if you won't think me silly. No, indeed, my dear, promised Mrs. Pettibone, surreptitiously whisking a tear from her lashes. Grandmother, m- grandmother wants me to be married, Milly confessed hurriedly. She talks to me about it. Oh, but, but Miss Fulhura, how can I be married when I don't love anyone? Oh, you can't of course oh, certainly not murmured the minister's wife aware of mrs orne's ambitions for her granddaughter as well as the pitiful reason for them but perhaps sometime one doesn't always know of all the beautiful things in store the misused handkerchief was being swiftly rolled into a slim white rod under the girl's busy fingers mrs pettibone watched them absently that's what i said to grandmother this morning said milly she was telling me i'd go through the woods and pick up a crooked stick at last mrs pettibone made a slight gesture of impatient dissent but i can't help it the girl went on i couldn't marry just to be married and i've never seen anyone round here perhaps as you say someone will come some day somebody i haven't always known Her eyes, suddenly lifted from their trivial task, surprised a look of poignant distress on the older woman's face. "'Oh, you do think me silly,' she cried with sudden, sharp resentment. "'You're looking at me just as Grandma does when—' "'No, no, my dear, you are quite mistaken,' Mrs. Pettibone denied hurriedly. "'And that reminds me of something I had forgotten. "'I wonder—' If you chance to know anything about the family who've taken the old Eggleston place for the summer." Milly shook her head dejectedly. She was thinking she must go, and that after all her visit to the parsonage had been useless. "'Only this morning,' Mrs. Pettibone said with some eagerness, I received a note from Mrs. Hill. I was very much surprised, but Mr. Pettibone says it was because we called on them. We'd just come from the farm the day we stopped at your house and you gave me the daffodils. You remember? Millie was drawing on her cotton gloves. She wished she hadn't come. They seemed like nice people, the Hills, I mean, but different somehow, not used, perhaps, to doing their own housework. Young Mrs. Hill is hardly more than a child, and not I imagine she may find it rather lonely up there. Well, they want someone to help in the house, and Mrs. Hill mentioned $30 a month. The girl drew a sudden breath. Do you mean that I... Are you thinking... Mrs. Pettibone wrinkled her forehead perplexedly. Oh, well, it just occurred to me that possibly... Oh, yet I'm not sure it would do. Oh, really, I ought to have consulted Mr. Pettibone before speaking of it to you. I could earn over a hundred dollars before fall, cried Milly, her face shining with joy. Oh, but you would be a servant in their house... I'm afraid they're the sort of people who would think of you in just that way. Besides, Mrs. Pettibone was vaguely uneasy as she recalled the older Mrs. Hill's opaque eyes. I fear your grandmother would object, she finished. There'd be hard work to do, and Millie Orne lifted her blonde head proudly. I'm not afraid of work, she said, nor of what they might think of me. In the end she went away carrying one of mrs pettibone's small sheets of note paper, folded into a neat triangle after a fashion obtaining in mrs pettibone's girlhood for correspondence of a polite but informal nature and directed to mrs hill i'm afraid i oughtn't to have done it without consulting you mrs pettibone told the minister at supper that night but poor millie was so eager and the opportunity was an unusual one Millie is quite right in wanting to put her young shoulder to the wheel, pronounced Mr. Pettibone, whose nerves had been calmed by a long afternoon spent in the open. "'But we know so little about the hills,' objected his wife timorously. "'We know nothing amiss,' he reminded her. "'Really, my dear, for a person who professes to believe that good is all and all encircling... I know, I know,' she acknowledged humbly. "'I'm always forgetting.' One gets so in the habit of suspecting and and being afraid, more for other people than for oneself. The minister smiled understandingly. Nevertheless, one shouldn't hang millstones of fear about other people's necks, he commented. End of chapter 9